Hello and welcome to another episode of Coaching Chaos. I am Shari Reynolds. Thank you so much for joining me. I am looking forward to all of December and want to take it in very slowly, but we know how that goes. But I want to take the Light the World initiative very seriously and I am going to dedicate a podcast to each day that we have in the month of December on something pertaining to what the Light the World initiative is about that day. So today for December 1st, it's about charity and we're thinking about how we can love one another. In fact, it says, when Jesus Christ was born, angels proclaimed, on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. This December, the promise remains the same. As we love and serve each day, the way Jesus did, we can end 2020 on a hopeful note. And I, I'm on the text list. I get that each day as a reminder of something that we can do to be a part of this Light the World initiative. And we've done this every year since it began. And we share the scripture. And, and if there's a video that goes along with it, we share that with our girls. And I am going to be finding something to read and or to do that is going to go right along with it. So I read a a talk that was in the Ensign from many years ago, and um, it made such an impression on me, but I, I didn't feel ready to share it yet. And it was a conference talk that was suggested for by someone else to read, and it's called Falling Out of Love and Climbing Back In from January 2005. And so you're thinking, well, this is about love. And I don't want to talk about love. And things in my marriage aren't great. So I don't want to talk about marriage. That might be what you're thinking. And that's fine. But just give this article a chance. Falling out of love and climbing back in. It is such a wonderful article. In fact, I have sent it off for lots of people to read it. Because as I have spoken to people over the last several weeks that I've been doing my podcast um, and they've expressed to me different things that they are working on most of the time it's about a relationship in their life so yes this article is about marriage but if you really look at what it's talking about. It's talking about how we can see others the way that our Savior sees them. We can truly love anybody. Yes, anybody. And so I want to share this article with you so that we can do exactly what the Light of the World Initiative is suggesting that we do to love one another, even as the Savior does. And we can finish the year 2020 with a little more love a little more hope, and lots more light. And that is my hope. So I would like to share this article with you and hope that you feel so inclined to read it yourself. So 
It starts out by um, a wife praying to Heavenly Father, I don't know what to do. I had stormed out of the house after a particularly nasty argument with my husband. It was November and very cold. I left without shoes on or a coat, and I was so upset I hardly noticed. Our marriage wasn't physically abusive, but it seemed we fought all the time. Whenever he was home, which wasn't very often, he stayed at work late nearly every day. And if he wasn't at work, he was at the golf course. And I couldn't blame him. Home was just miserable, she said. So there I sat in the cold wearing just a thin t-shirt and jeans and pouring my misery out to my Heavenly Father. And she realized as she was praying that she no longer loved her husband, nor did she even really like him. So she had two options. She could stay in the marriage and be absolutely miserable, or she could get a divorce, which would cause more misery. And as I have shared with you in lots of my previous podcast that I am a victim of divorce and my parents divorce was final 30 years ago has it gotten easier um no I I definitely wouldn't say it's gotten easier the pain and sadness over this is still there I've had to accept it yes I've moved on yes have I had hope yes Have I turned it over to my Savior as much as I possibly can? Do I still feel sorrow and anguish all the time? So if if a couple thinks that, oh, just my husband and I are going to divorce, but this won't affect the kids, I'm telling you, you're wrong. It will affect them for the rest of their lives. In one way or another, it will affect them. And so will any negative relationship that you have. So that's what's so wonderful about this article is because it is a wonderful template for us to look at and read and ponder and apply. Every part of this article is a powerful template for us to apply. How can I love someone that is just so hard to love. It may not be your husband. It may be a former best friend. It may be a sister. It may be your mom. It may be your dad. Whoever it is, you read this article and swallow that pride. I know that we can overcome the feelings of anguish that we have towards someone in a relationship if we truly apply these things. So she had two choices. Either she was going to divorce or she wasn't. Be be in an unhappy home or be in an unhappy home. She just had to choose her poison. Be married and unhappy or not married and unhappy. I know there are some people who have gotten divorced and have been extremely happy that they did so. And those are varying situations for every person and I know that I can speak for myself because I have lived it and I do live it that for me divorce was a very terrible situation for me 
my parents were not in a physical abusive relationship. That wasn't the problem. If there is any kind of abuse in a relationship, then it is very wise to not stay in that for the health and safety for you mentally and physically, emotionally, even spiritually for you and for your children. But if you can somehow salvage that relationship in any possible way, I highly recommend it because it will affect your children for the rest of their lives in one way or another. And also on a good note, it has affected me in such a way that I have powered down and have made my marriage a most steady focus of what not to do and what to do to be successful. It has been through lots of trial and error. And I know that had I read this article several years ago, that maybe I would have gotten through the bumps and bruises a little bit more peacefully, a little bit more unscathed. But I know that through the opposition that we have experienced, that it has made our marriage stronger. And that's what opposition is for. It's to help us build stronger muscle, if you will. So I'm just going to continue sharing this about this woman who was in a very unhappy relationship. She just could not ignore it anymore. The fighting was ridiculous. And despite all of her efforts, he didn't experience the, the miraculous transformation that she was hoping that she would see after trying for three weeks of praying for him. She was even more closer than ever to give up. So she returned to Heavenly Father in prayer and said, I'm ashamed to say it wasn't the most humble of prayers. She says, Heavenly Father, it isn't working. Mark's too much of a jerk. I can't love him and he's not willing to help me out even a little. I tried and it doesn't work. So what was she supposed to do about that? By the world's standards, falling in love is an easy thing to do, but unfortunately falling out of love is very easy, but falling back into love after falling out of love is extremely difficult. People don't fall back into love. They climb back in, she says, and this can be a very long and difficult journey, which she was discovering. But here is a spoiler. It was extremely rewarding for her. As she each day prayed and pleaded with the Lord to guide her, and she knelt in prayer, many lengthy prayers, informing him how important it was for her to save her marriage and to convince Heavenly Father to help her. And yet it seemed that nothing came until she attended church one Sunday and was sitting in gospel doctrine. And the teacher says to turn to Moroni 7, 47, 48. But charity is the pure love of Christ. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart. Finally, insight arrived, and she knew what she was to do. Pray with all the energy of heart, that ye may be filled with this love which he hath bestowed upon all who are true followers of his Son, Jesus Christ. She said, we discussed that charity is the love of Jesus Christ and what he has for us 
I learned, she says, that the Savior knows what is good in each of us. He can find something worthy of loving in every person. The teacher referred them back to the scriptures. It says in verse 48 that charity is a gift from the Father that is bestowed upon you. And charity is not something you can develop on your own. It must be given to you. But it's not something that is freely given to you. Of course, we know that we need to work for these things in order to earn them. So as she prayed, and she prayed about this lesson, it was a very clear realization as the Spirit whispered upon her mind. The problem is, you don't have charity, the pure love of Christ, towards Him. So she asked, how do I get it? Well, she knew what she needed to do. She needed to pray to the Father with all the energy of heart. She was so nervous about this, but she was so happy that she had found her answer. If I could see my husband from the Savior's perspective, I couldn't help but love him. It seemed such an easy thing to do, much easier than anything I had tried. So I will ask for charity and God will help me and that would solve my problem. She says, but I should have known that Heavenly Father would require at least a little work. So she prayed and she looked for things that she was grateful for and she realized that little bit by little bit that this too was her answer. I should already know good things about Mark and I should name them. I thought for a long time. I hadn't focused on good things in quite a while. Finally I said, he looked nice today. I was prompted to take say another thing. He takes out the garbage when I ask. He works hard. He's good with the kids. She says, I wasn't used to focusing on the pro- the positive. I was used to cataloging all of his faults so I could correct them. And she realized it was very peaceful for her to think about things that were good about her husband. And she decided that those things that she appreciated about him would come a lot easier to her if she really paid attention throughout her day, the things that she appreciated about him. The next day, she says, I watched closely and came up with 10 good things about him. And that was a new record. This became my goal, 10 good things before I went to bed. On good days, it was easy. And on bad days, it was lots harder, such as his hair looked good, or I liked the jeans that he wore. After a while, I started making myself 10 positive things each time I had a negative thought. With these odds, I didn't let myself dwell on Mark's faults very often. Slowly, something wonderful was happening. I began to realize that Mark wasn't the big jerk I thought he was. He had many wonderful traits. And she she realized that he wasn't having to worry about fixing all the bad things about him. The things that she had hounded him about for so long. Pretty soon, she began to stop feeling like she had to be responsible for his actions. He started taking on responsibility himself. Mark started to fix a lot of his own bad habits. I had hounded him for so long and realized as that she didn't continue to hound them and just showed forth wonderful praise towards him that those bad habits, maybe that were just there to irritate her, they began to just go away. She says, as soon as I stopped feeling I had to be responsible for his actions, 
he started taking the responsibility upon himself. They had come so far, but there was still a huge problem, and it was just simply this. She didn't feel love for him. She didn't feel like they belonged together. She had been praying every day for five months, asking, even begging to feel the love of Christ and to see her husband the way that our Savior sees him. I pleaded with God ever harder to give me the love for Mark. I am happy with our progress, I told him. Our family is much stronger than ever before. And if this is the best I can have, I will be satisfied. But if I could just love Mark even a little bit, that would be a most cherished blessing. She says, I remember vividly the moment that blessing was bestowed. We were playing games at my parents' house and I looked across the table and suddenly, out of the blue, the strongest, most vibrant, most intense love I had ever felt hit me almost like a physical force. My eyes welled up with tears and I was awed by the strength of my feelings. There, sitting across from me, was my eternal companion. She looked at him with love and she felt the very love that the Savior has for him. And she says, it was beautiful. It had been several years since that special evening and the memory still brings tears to her eyes. And it's frightening to think that she nearly gave up. So what is her solution? Her solution is to list 10 good things about her her spouse each day. And each time she had a negative thought at all, probably even a negative response or negative reaction to something that he did that irritated her. She had to think of 10 more things that she liked about him. And pretty soon that is what she filled up her heart and her mind with, was all the positivity about her husband that the negative just went away. How beautiful is that? So we can apply that to any relationship in our life. Something irritating you? Think of 10 good things. Have a bad thought about that person? Think of 10 good things. And the more that she practiced that, the more she could think of and the easier it became. So what are my bad relationships? Hmm. Well, a few names actually come to mind. I can love them with a greater fervency that my Father in Heaven has blessed me with if I but do my best to show forth my love. I can love just as the Savior loves. So I looked up in the topical guide under love and there are nearly 5,000 highlighted words that refer to love. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God, that's in Roman. Romans 8, 35, 39. I hath not seen the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. By love serve one another. Husbands, love your wives. Love not the world. God is love. We love him because he first loved us. Christ suffereth because of his loving kindness towards men. Pressed forward with a love you will teach your children to love and serve one another. If ye have felt to singing the song of redeeming love, can ye feel so now? 
And the lists and the applications to love go on and on and on. And it's just fun to just read a few of those cross-references in the topical guide in the scriptures or in um, LDS tools or in LDS libraries, what I want to say. So for today, December 1st, as the beginning of 25 days of Christmas, the challenge is to love and to show forth greater charity. And I have hopefully given you a, an instruction manual, if you will, on just how to do that. And it's first going to take some pride to get rid of, but as we do that and we truly apply this, we can come off conqueror and we can love that person that causes us so much grief and pain. We can love them. And I want to close with that one more time, Alma 5:26. And now, behold, I say unto you, my brethren, if ye have experienced a change of heart, and if ye have felt to sing the song of redeeming love, I would ask, can ye feel so now? Thank you so much for joining me, and I pray that you will in turn share this message with someone else who is struggling and searching at this time and needs a little boost in their day. That is my hope in sharing this gospel of Jesus Christ, of whom I love. And I hope to see you next time here on Coaching Chaos. I am Shari Reynolds. Thank you so much for joining me.